Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast. That is us. This is episode 322. I am Cliff. I am joined today by Senior Dylan. Correct? Hey. How do you say do you, like you you've taken you've you've been you've been using um like uh I don't know that bird language app for a while Duolingo, Duolingo. Uh, yeah how, how do you say senior in in Norwegian like what's the what's the what's mister in Norwegian do you know I think it's just man you might be right yeah you might be right um because you like you would say husband as man yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and man is man um so I don't know if I don't know that's actually a good question. I don't know the actual what are those called? Yeah, um, like so like it's not it's not exactly pronouns. It's like a it's what are those? Co- I can't. Why a, can't uh, what are they, I know what they, they have are. a name. Yeah, like they have a name. Mr. Mrs. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, salutation. That's interesting. I don't. Yeah, is, is that salutation? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's it's uh, senior in Spanish. I'm I'm like on a 160, 170 yeah. day streak in Spanish. I don't speak a word. Um, yeah, I'm actually. I don't know if that, like that doesn't come up often when you're like just learning. It really different. does. It's like one of those things that it, for some reason you learn almost immediately in Spanish and then they never talk about it again. Um, but I mm. think it's just because like it's a word that almost everyone who speaks English knows. So anyway, um, it looks like it m- might be. Mm, I'm seeing. Differing <laughs> things. I'm not gonna. We're gonna go to Google Translate, and that's gonna be our definitive. Our definitive. Hmm. Here we go. I'm on the nor r slash norsk, Norwegian in a Norwegian. So in Swedish, it would be hair uh, h e r r. Yeah, I saw that, so I was like, that might do as well. Uh, in a Norwegian, it says it's the same. So I think I think yeah. that is the answer. Hair Dylan. It's probably not pronounced quite like that. Her? I don't know. My. So it's a weird language to translate. Super weird language to translate. Anyway, this podcast is not about Spanish or Norwegian. Um, although it might come up. I mean, it does appear to be the same. Perfect. I. Uh, I can't remember. Hair, fru, and fruken. Do we talk about this on the podcast, Dylan, where there is a TV show? in sweden and norway that is set yeah you mentioned that yeah i can't remember if it was on the podcast or not but it's a tv show that's set um essentially in two towns it's like a police procedural set in two towns in sweden and uh, norway because they're separated by a bridge and on one half the show when they're in norway they speak in norwegian and the other half they speak in swedish but the languages are similar enough for the average viewer to be able to like right. figure well, especially out especially if you're saying. if you are a norwegian or swedish yeah. person you probably understand it okay because yeah they are able to communicate pretty well fascinating um but as someone on the outside it's probably very confusing i spend so um, much of my time translating swedish like documents and man <laughs> yeah. that language is wackadoo anyway Again, not about Swedish or Spanish. We're going to be talking about video games today. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. I actually played two new games, which is kind of fun. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some news. We're going to call this first thing, uh, I believe what we're going to say is Sony effed uh, around and found out. Um, I try not to drop aggressive swears in this podcast. So they effed around <laughs> and found out. 
Uh, if you are a Verizon customer, this is a great deal. Uh, Dylan works right by the Verizon people. Maybe he can just like snag a coupon. Uh, capitalism is dumb, and Funko is who's bringing you that message today. Uh, the Quest 3 is coming out soon-ish, at least this year. We got a little bit of information on that. Uh, the CWA filed charges against Activision because they're doing anti-union stuff again. I am shocked, let me tell you. And uh, there's a new PS5 out, and it's... um. I don't know. I don't. I guess maybe I shouldn't say ugly, but it's kind of ugly, Dylan. Like, I mean, it's like it's really kind of ugly. So, talk about that too. We got questions from Extra Life Icon, Mazel Nut, our Deacon, uh, our Deacon again. Two from two from Rich. Question from Prime Fan and a question from Megan. Some cheap free games and some Game Pass games. So we'll talk about all those and maybe more. I don't know. We might Woo. we might talk about Norwegians some more. Who's to say? <laughs> Um, just, you never can tell. Anyway, why don't we, uh, why don't we start? We're, we're going to get all our Norwegian listeners just like yelling at us. It, it's going to be awesome. It's, hmm, it's a lot. I, I literally, Dylan, I, not, not to go too crazy, but I got a letter from one of my Swedish relatives. Like not, it wasn't sent to me. My dad found it while looking through his stuff and I've spent like three weeks trying to figure out how I'm related to this dude and it's driving me nuts. Eh, it's all in Swedish. Uh, like the letter's in English, but everything else is in Swedish. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Dylan, tell tell me about Blood Bowl three. I didn't actually realize that was out yet. Yeah, it's finally nice. out. Um, it didn't have a release date for a long time, and all of a sudden it was like February twenty whatever. Um, nice. And it hasn't exactly garnered a lot of favor oh. um, thus far. Um, mostly, I would say due to lack of features Uh um apparently it doesn't have a lot of stuff for people that want to have leagues online and stuff which is very much something i don't really care about but it is a big part of like the community of that game i guess was that part of blood bowl i don't know yeah and i think i think the and i totally get that i would i'm frustrated too that you would release the third game and it has less features. Yeah, that than seems the one. Real Like weird. they had two perfectly good games before this, and to release a game and it kind of be less than the predecessor is weird. It's just kind of weird. Um, otherwise, I haven't had a lot of issues with it. A lot of people have said bugs and stuff. Sure, I've not seen them. My game had a bug one time. Um, that's literally the only issue i've had um other than that it's pretty enjoyable um i remember blood bowl 2 there would be little uh animations like when you tackle uh an uh, opponent or whatever and you get knocked down or whatever and they see they kind of were long um and kind of felt like they were getting in the way of the pace of the game a little bit like, come on, let's move on. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to play quickly, so this is slowing me down. Um, I've noticed that that's not as bad. Um, so like that's an improvement. Um, the UI itself doesn't seem quite as clean. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like the increased detail sure. of like the graphics, like between the players on the field and um, like the grass on the field and everything going on that for whatever reason like it it's like hard to see kind of it's weird like it just doesn't really stand out or pop off the screen um 
I don't know. I guess I should have probably have explained slightly what Blood Bowl is. It's uh, I know it's real <laughs> fantasy football um, set in the Warhammer uh, fantasy universe. Um, so it's like orcs and goblins and elves and dwarfs and humans and undead playing a game that's like football, but it's kind of somewhere between rugby and American football. Um, Cause there's not hardly rules other than like, yes, there's out of bounds, but if the ball goes out of bounds, someone in the crowd throws it back on the field. <laughs> um, so the game doesn't stop other than a score or halftime. Um, and the game's played over uh, two halves of 16 turns. So each player has eight turns in each half. Um, and each player has some sort of, and this game is also like a one for one recreation of the tabletop blood bowl. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like Madden. However, I totally wish they would, they would make a, some sort of Madden blood bowl game. That was like kind of real time. I think that would be really fun. I, I don't want to say um, I was disappointed when I played blood bowl too, but I went into that game going like, Oh cool. It's football with like orcs and yeah. stuff. And then they're like, okay, so now it's your turn. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> right. It's really only for people who a, like Blood Bowl yeah. or be people who like turn-based strategy yeah, games. Because yeah, yeah. um, other than that, like this isn't really for you. Um, but each of your players has like a movement value is the number of squares you can move. Um, and then you can push your luck if you want to run up to two squares more. Yeah. But if you roll a one, you fall over, right? And you trip. I like that mechanic. Um, and that's... That's a lot of like what Blood Bowl is, is you your turn ends when all of your players have done something or you basically fail to do something, um, which is, is pretty interesting because it can mean the first die roll of your turn, you, you could lose and pass yeah. turn. Um, so you really got to think about uh, where do I want to do I want to move some players before I try to do something that has some sort of risk involved, which is a, like anytime you roll dice, there's a risk involved, um, whether that be picking up the ball. If you try to pick up the ball and you drop it, turns over, if you fall down, turns over. If you try to tackle someone and they just knock you on your butt, turns over. Um, but at the same time, you can get on a roll and you can just keep knocking down the enemy players, uh, making holes so you, your little goblin holding the ball can run through. Uh, if your goblin's holding the ball, your big troll can throw your goblin. Um, so you can throw your own teammates. Like, uh, so there, there's a lot of different strategies, whether you want, if you're literally out there just to like kill your opponent, that's an option. Otherwise you can play like elves and play more finesse where you're actually going to throw and pass the ball to score. Um, you, your players can die. Uh, they can sustain serious <laughs> injuries. Um, I literally like won a game the other day and I literally had, I think one orc standing on the field, two that were knocked down on the field and the rest were either dead or off the field. <laughs> um, the other team had like seven probably. Um, so I was just getting my butt kicked, but I had more points. So I won. Nice. Um, anyway yeah anyway like there's a lot of complaining on the internet i kind of had to see for myself and again it's generally overly exaggerated i think i definitely agree that the game sh pr 
probably should be at least on par with what came before it. Like, I agree, there's plenty of criticism. Um, another criticism is like the microtransactions, which again, I don't really, it just doesn't, it doesn't really change my opinion of the game yeah. other than I can have an opinion yet. Yeah, the microtransactions stink, but I don't care because it doesn't really interfere with me playing Blood Bowl. Yeah. So um, that's generally my opinion on those things. So it, yeah, if I hope it has, there's going to be a Blood Bowl pass thing. Um, I'll see that stuff's all kind of a bonus as long as they're not like gatekeeping stuff behind which as of now there's the teams you can play them i'm mostly just there to just play some blood bowl it's fine um so do i recommend it i don't know i i definitely would recommend like picking up one of the other blood bowls too especially because you could probably get them cheaper even though this is only a 30 dollar game i believe um for a new release um but if, if it's something that ever interested you if blood bowl 2 is like five dollars on sale or something buy that um it's three dollars right now on steam by the time people listen yeah, to this podcast exactly. it will probably not be on sale anymore but it is three dollars yeah, right now like that's a pretty good deal for a game that you can at least see if you're you'd be into yeah. this um i've always really loved the game um as a tabletop game it's amazing um it's super fun it's a fun yeah. hobby um it's a little easier to pick up than some of the other Warhammer iterations and the 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 fantasy football um is hilarious yeah. to me like it's it's fantasy football and that's fun that's funny um so i played it i yeah but i played that quite a bit yeah. so i played the second one i thought it was fun um, not exactly mm-hmm. my thing, but it was all right. Um, yeah. I would absolutely love to see a real time version of that oh game. Oh my god, it'd be so funny! Um, or even like a like, I, I would kind of like to see them expand Blood Bowl into other sports. Like I think you could take that concept it, into other sports and be a lot right. of fun. Like, I kind of miss like goofy sports games that were like big in the like right. late nineties, early two thousands. Those like NBA yeah. jam kind of, you know, or even when they did like the NFL street and yeah. stuff, they kind of like did something that wasn't just the new year's version yep. of whatever. Yeah. Blood bowl really strikes me as kind of a game. I, I kind of feel the same way about like blood bowls. I do like overwatch, like the base game is probably very similar. So why not just like remaster it? Um, right. It, the that's a very good point because yeah there's been new additions of the rules they are pretty much the same other than they've um i think they've simplified some of the the wording and added a a couple new vocabulary words to make rules more clear but at the end of a couple new teams but honestly it's kind of the same thing um yeah it it is kind of what it is, though, you know? I mean, yeah. I can't say that it's like, you know, I. it's been eight years. Like, you, you can't say that, it, you know, there's they shouldn't have brought out a new one. But it's a shame they brought out right. a new one that wasn't. It, it's just weird how, like, the first one was very good. Yeah. And the second one was really good. But, it, I mean, there's there's always going to be a couple gripes, yeah, right? Yeah, of like, course. It, and it's, it's just to come out and not really nail it. Yeah, well, especially after like delays and stuff, so you're like, well, what, what's what's the hang up here? Like, what's, yeah. um, yeah, uh, to to me, like, it's one of the, it's a different thing if you, um, 
if you release it as an early access game even you know like we're right we're putting this which out now. this probably should have been maybe yeah. because then it would be an excuse for the state it's in and it's a game where maybe like community feedback is probably really helpful um for a game like this yeah. things like cleaning up the ui and uh, making small changes which there's no reason they're not going to do that yep. now like there's been a lot of updates already yep. and i've no like the game does run a little bit better each time or yeah. whatever but but i don't know it's that protective layer of oh the game's not quite done yet let's let's uh get a bunch of people playing yeah especially a game that's literally meant to just be played like online turn-based so it's it's something where you really got to get a lot of people. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, to really find those those issues yep. and see what what the community needs from the game. Yep. No, I get you. Um, let's see. What did I play this week? Um, I've kind of gotten back into Microsoft Rewards just because I was running low on Xbox money. Um, so I've gotten like ten thousand points in the last I don't know a couple of weeks. I'm on like. I think I'm on like a eight or nine week streak doing the weekly reward stuff. Um, and one of the big ones this week was uh, there's a, a National Women's Day one you can get. It's worth like 500 points, which is like, you know, like 50 cents. So uh, and part of it was you had to get three achievements in uh, one of like 10 games that all have kind of a like a, a female protagonist. I mean, unfortunately, I'd already beaten like two or three of them. So. That doesn't help a lot. Um, I tried a game called Dreamscaper, which Colby apparently has played and beat. Um, it was okay. Um, it's a it's a roguelike, which I'm not just not super hot on right now. Like I, I just can't. I don't know the idea of beating a boss and then dying and then immediately having to go through and beat that boss again. Just really. Just really doesn't do it for me. Um, and I think the thing is, if I'm going to play a roguelike, I'd way rather finish Dead Cells or Hades or Children of Mara. Like, I actually really, really like all those games. And so, like, trying to figure out a new one that I want to play is not super high on my list. This one looks really interesting, though. Like, the idea is um, during the day, your character can, like, wander around the town that she lives in. And, like, you open up new areas by getting further at night. Um, so when she dreams you is where you play the the kind of roguelike um, part of the game and uh, it's it's pretty standard you know there's a bunch of different areas you go through and you have to kind of unlock keys and to get to the the boss and you know it, the the combat's fine it just really wasn't what I wanted to play like I think if you like roguelikes and you've not played dreamscaper it's probably something you'd enjoy, but it was just just honestly not what I wanted to do right now. Uh, but it seemed kind of interesting. Um, so I switched over to Plague Tale Requiem, which is the the new game in the Plague Tale series. I never played the first one. Um, Plague Tale... I don't know. It started with an I. I don't remember I don't what it's remember. called. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Um, I did, like, I got probably an hour into the game, and I'm like, what's going on? What's with all these weird rats? 
Um, and I did go back through and read like an explainer of, of the old one. So I was going to say, if, if you've not played whatever the first Plague Tale game is, and you want to just jump into the second one, which just hit Game Pass, um, you probably are going to want to read like an explainer thing or um, watch. I'm sure there's a billion explainer YouTube videos out there that you can watch. It'll it'll help you kind of at least understand like why your brother appears to be cursed and there's rats everywhere and those rats are very mean. Um, I'm probably, I don't know, maybe four or, four or five hours into it and... For a game that is a type of game that I am not usually enamored with, which it's it's very sneaky, like a, most of the game is just you trying to avoid running into guards or running into bad things or avoid running into giant rats. Um, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, like the good news is, at least for me, is there's a ton of accessibility options that include like difficulty. So like you can make the people looking for you very dumb. They, like you can make it where they will not see you very quick. And once you get away from them, they're just like, oh, must have must have imagined that, um, which is really nice. Um, the combat's a little weird. Like probably my biggest complaint about the combat is so you you have essentially two weapons, at least what I've gotten so far. And one's like a sling that you use to throw rocks. You can also use that sling to throw fire, which is really important because the rats won't attack you if there's light. So essentially, like, getting away from the rats is, is solving puzzles that are you getting from light place to light place. Um, and you can also use your sling to throw this stuff that is, extinguishes light. So you can you can use that as, like, a trap for bad guys. So if a guy is coming towards you with a torch, you can extinguish the torch and the rats will kill him, that kind of thing. Um, and the, but you can also get knives. And the, the thing that frustrates me most about the knives is the knives are, are really important because it's about the only easy way to kill someone. There are other ways to kill people, but the knives are about the only easy way to do it. But they're single use, which is not my understanding of how knives work. Like you stab someone and you <laughs> lose that knife. I'm like, couldn't we just pull it out of him? It seems like just, just yanking that knife out would be would be easy. I mean, maybe not easy, but you've already stabbed him. Unstabbing him doesn't seem like it would be that hard. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting game. A lot of sneaking, a lot of puzzle solving. Um, I had just gotten to this point that I found extremely frustrating because like it's a, it's a game that like the combat is not is not front and center. Like, I would guess the goal of that game is to not kill people as often as you can. Um, and, like, you know, there are times where you definitely have to, but I, I think that the, the concept is that you're trying not to. And I got to this point where they're just like, we're just going to rush you. Like, it's gonna, you're going to have to kill, like, 12 people in a row. And I died on the very last one, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this again. And then I remembered after I quit that the game actually has a setting where you can just be invincible. So I, uh, I'm just going to go back and, and turn that on, get past that guy, and turn it back off, and then I won't have to worry about that anymore. So, like, hooray for games that understand that maybe sometimes I don't want to have to do something over and over and over again. So um, it's fun. You know, like I said, it's I think it's like a 15-hour game, 20-hour game. So I don't, I don't anticipate it'll be, you know, like the biggest, deepest thing in the world. But so far, I'm having fun. It's uh, Plague Tale Requiem. It's the, the new one on Game Pass. I think it came out 
two weeks ago, maybe. So, uh, Patreon. Those are the fine people that support us and this podcast on a monthly basis. If you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, you can become one of these fine people that support us on a monthly basis. Uh, if you are a producer level patron, that is $10 a month and we say your name. So big shout outs to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. We greatly appreciate your support and the support of all of the rest of our patrons. Again, patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Dylan. News. <sighs> nice refreshing drink while Dylan says news. As I said earlier, I believe this is what we call effing around and finding out. Uh, if if you recall, Sony has been has been quite vocal about the fact that um, so, uh, Nintendo, oof, Microsoft should not be allowed to purchase Actors and Blizzard, and they say it's because competition would not be fair, um, and that they might not get to play Call of Duty on the PlayStation again. I guess. Um, and Xbox has said, like, hey, we promise it's not big of a deal. Plus, you do it anyway. You've got all these exclusives that you pay big money for, right? And Sony's like, yes, but don't pay attention to that man behind the curtain. And Microsoft's like, hey, don't you think it's fair that if we have to give you all this information, Sony should have to give you all this information as well? And uh, the courts just said, like, yes, we, we do think that's fair, actually. So the FTC is... Most likely, it hasn't actually happened yet, uh, but that Microsoft and by them, probably the public, are going to get a bunch of access to relevant documents um, that show exactly which games my, uh, Sony has exclusivity to and how much they paid for that exclusivity. Um, right. That's going to be real, real interesting. <laughs> uh, because essentially, like a lot of that is how much Sony is paying, like, to keep games off of Game Pass. It doesn't necessarily mean that the game doesn't come out on the Xbox, but they may pay a company to not put a game on Xpass, uh, on Game Pass. They may pay, you know, uh, they may, you know, say, hey, Microsoft can't have this game for a year. You know, what's the cost of that versus like Final Fantasy 16 that they say will never come out on the Xbox? Like how much did Sony pay for Final Fantasy 16 to never come out on the Xbox? So I think that's going to be... Very, very interesting. <laughs> very, very yeah. interesting. Uh, I know. I wanted. I want to play Stray on my Xbox, but it's it's only on PC and Steam. Yeah, stuff's Bumped. dumb, Dylan. That's what I say. That's a game I just want to sit on my couch and play on my big TV. <sighs> it sounds fun, cute, kitty. Yeah, I, I want to play that game real bad, real bad. I hear. Yeah. It's, I was. Deb I almost got it the other day on Steam, but I was like, I really kind of want to play on my big TV. I, it just seems like. It's cute. Well, it's it, you know the thing about yeah. Stray is it strikes me as a great game to play in that kind of like passive couch co-op kind of thing where you're just like playing yeah. with another person, one of who's controlling and one right. who's talking about how cute the cat is. Exactly. So yeah, no, I'm I'm there with you, man. I think that one's only a year exclusive though. So the, the, your time might come, Dylan. Your time. May yeah, I was come. reading it. It could be sometime. It'll be sometime this year, probably. That'd be but great. In a couple more months or something. I'm excited. Uh, are Are you a Verizon? customer Dylan? yes i am do you have have you gotten your your option to purchase a xbox series x for 150 dollars yet that seems like a pretty <laughs> solid deal <laughs> it is a pretty solid deal so if you've uh, if you've been looking to pick up a uh 
an Xbox Series X, and obviously that, you know, or I'm sorry, an Xbox Series S, um, obviously that's not the most powerful of X, you know, boxes, next gen consoles, but it is a great, like, it's a fantastic second console if you already have a Series X, or if you're just like not always into playing on a console, it's a great deal uh, to, you know, just, you know, it's like tip, dip your toes into, uh, into playing games on an Xbox, you know, tiny hard drives, like keep that in mind. But uh, if you want to grab that and some some Game Pass, you could do worse. So if you're a Verizon customer, that's fifty percent off. So like those things are normally three hundred bucks. Yeah. So and that does play the new games. Yeah. Yep. Because they say XS compatible, yep. right? Yep. Absolutely. So. so that is a great deal. It is only available for about a month. I believe it's through. April 20th, April 30th. Yeah. So, you know, man, if I, if I was, a, I already own one, um, <laughs> like my kid does. You don't need a bathroom Xbox? Well, then I need a bathroom TV. So, but I mean, well, that's easy. The other though. thing about them is, is like, they're small enough. Like the Xbox S is a very small console, like shockingly small console. Like if you wanted to mount, like I've got a TV in my office, um, like right over here. It's just to my left. I could probably mount a Series S to the back of it um, because they are very small. So, you know, if you have like a place where you have a TV and you don't necessarily have a place to drop a console with it, you could, like, I'm not going to promise you, but I bet I could mount that to the back of my TV, like with command strips or, you know, like kind of rested on the, rested on the, the wall mount and then command strip it to the TV and it would probably work just fine. And it's, it's, you know, it's digital only. So it's not like you're going to be like sticking discs in it or anything. You can turn it on from the, uh, the controller. So it would be a, a pretty sweet way to, to drop an Xbox onto a TV that you don't have one you know, connected to immediately. So, yeah, I mean, it could be your... Do you have a TV in your bathroom, Dylan? No. Would you like a TV in your bathroom? Probably not. Yeah. Might be all right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really spend that much time in No, there. no. I would... Yeah, I don't know if that's somewhere you should spend more time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so an excuse to... Yeah. We're, we're no to the TV in the bathroom, but... Yeah. It's not, you know, there are yeah. other places you could stick an X. So if you have Verizon, that's I might, I might take a look at this and see if it's. I would say if you are. In, it might be a good. Because I, I don't know if I really need the new one other than like occasionally I might want to play one of these games. Yeah. That's for 150 bucks, man. Like, to it. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this might actually be the. I mean, I, the better option. I don't want to be that guy, me. but you get a $150 Xbox. You could sell that for 250 probably. Um, and if you are not a Verizon customer, like I would not be shocked if you have a friend that is who might be willing to sell you that coupon for fifty bucks. Get a get an Xbox for two hundred dollars instead of three. It's not not a bad way to go. Uh, Funko, who you may be a fan of or may not be a fan of. What are your you, you have some Funkos, Dylan? Right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're fine, cool, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm always shocked at the like vitriol that people hold for pops yeah some people hate they just them. hate them and i'm like yeah and I, i've never understood why they're like well because they take away from the like gorgeous crafted you know handmade yeah and i'm like like i get that but like i'm not gonna pay 250 dollars for the dorky you know little character from doctor who it's i'm just not yeah i don't know 
Yeah, I don't know. I do, I don't care enough about pretty much anything yeah. to like hate something that much. And, um, and, like, I don't have a million of them, but I've probably got twenty, twenty five, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting right here, and this is where most of my stuff is, and I can see, I can see. 10 or 15 from right here like i you know i'm not going crazy colby has like 300 of them so like he's he's crazy but um the the nuts thing here is that funko apparently has too many pops um they've made more than they can sell and so in this wacky world we live in dylan you know what the best way to get rid of say somewhere between 30 and 36 million dollars worth of pops just throw them away take it as a tax Mm write-off and like i don't I don't know if you've really thought about how that works, but if you take a $36 million tax write-off because you threw away a bunch of pops, that's that's like me and you paying a company to throw away pops because if they don't pay those taxes, somebody's got to. Um, I just I just don't know how I feel about that. In addition to wasting like all the plastic and resources and manpower, I mean, yeah. like... $36 million worth of pops has got to be, I don't know, five, six million pops? Like, that's kind of crazy that's to me. Lot. Like, I, I mean, I guess that they know best that they couldn't just, like, I guess if they unloaded those, like, super cheap. I mean, what would happen if you sold those for a dollar each? Would they be able to sell five or six million of them? No. I don't know. Anyway. I it, it, it it's dumb that like the most beneficial thing you can do for your tax return is to throw them right? away instead of like there being something, something else right but it's like you could donate them well that doesn't like that's probably not going to help them in the long well, and run like the same way and then it the r- probably creates other issues the, and it's 36 million dollars in pops like that's also right off it's not like a hundred yeah, the write-off right? would probably be the same if you donated them but probably donating like it's probably very easy just it's a huge yeah, headache it's probably really easy to just take a bunch of you know freight cars full of pops to a landfill and just dump them in Right, you can do that yeah, in a day, but it's probably really hard. Probably, to it would donate. probably be more than that, but yeah. like, yeah, like how many? Like, and you're not going to be able to donate them all. Like, that's I. It's hard to quantify like how many pops that probably is, and I don't know. It's one of those things uh, that I just like. I just can't imagine what a waste it is. Like, what an absolute, yeah. just monstrous waste of plastic and time and you know i mean like no you can't probably recycle a pop but like the cardboard inside of one you can you know like i don't know i just i'm bummed that like you know i don't know what the 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 moral of the story is dylan is if you go to like dylan drives an hour north goes to the whatever the landfill in everett is he might be able to pick up three or four million pops so i don't know i just read that i was so just disappointed it's like it's it's frustrating it's such a dumb thing that we as people do where like (sighs) anyway it's so hard for me to imagine like having that like 36 million dollars in inventory like but that's not all of it that's just like the too much part right like that's so they have a quarter billion dollars worth of inventory right it's like that's why just ridiculous just ridiculous like, I don't know, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but it, I guess it makes me kind of like, 
So I kind of get frustrated sometimes, like, because I've, like, kickstarted a number yeah. of, like, games and things. And there's always the companies that are already, like, plenty successful and have no, like, when you're kickstarting things and you're funding it with informants yeah, 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 yeah. and blowing your goals, you don't need a Kickstarter. Like, it's a little bit frustrating because I think that, I kind of think it sidesteps what Kickstarter's mm-hmm. for. And it's become a way just to get your money up front, which to a degree, I I guess I respect that. And it also helps you see what like the demand yeah. is, right? Which is like, oh, can we just do like pre-orders ahead of time or something? It's like you could stop things from having $36 yeah. million dollars in pops that people don't want, yep. right? Like, so it's like, I, there's pros and there's cons both yeah. ways, I guess. But I don't know why you're making... I think that's the crazy thing, though, is like the... Uh, b- a huge number yeah. of the pops that I've bought recently, I did pre-order. So, like, there's already a pre-order mechanism for pops. Right. It's crazy. Exactly. I don't know. Um, I just, I, it's I it's such a waste of, like, product and people's time. I mean, I think the thing is, is, like, you know that working at a, the manufacturing plant that manufactures pops sucks. Like, there's no way that that is a fun, yeah. enjoyable, like, it, it, I guarantee you that the smell of injection molded plastic is probably awful it just like stinks you probably come home and just you can't get that smell off of you um it's probably mind-numbingly boring it's probably just exploitative in all sorts of different ways and to know that your labor is just going to go straight from a like yeah labor to landfill Like, can you imagine just how, how frustrating that would be? I mean, I think we've all yeah, had, like, sure. that project that you work on for two weeks and then, like, oh, we're just going to use it. And you're like... Oh, I've made videos plenty yeah. that, like, don't even get posted on the internet like they're supposed yep. to. It's like... It sucks. I'd rather have just not done Absolutely. it. Like, it's... Um, even... Uh, yeah, I got paid, but so yeah. what? Like, I yeah. don't... And could you imagine if it was something like, like making videos is generally relatively enjoyable. Like it's, it's, you know, something you enjoy doing and it's Mm. fun. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, I might've had fun, but that's also what makes it worse. (laughs) Because like I had fun and now no one's going to. Could you imagine if you had not had fun doing it? (laughs) Right. I don't know. Yeah. Good riddance. Put it in the lane. Right. (laughs) Stupid. Um, Reminds me of the the Super Bowl shirts from the losing yeah, team. Right. At least they're a shirt that get at least someone gets to wear it, I guess. But oh. it's like there's something just weird it's about all, it. Like, I don't know. I just don't understand how we as a group of people like got to this point. I really just don't. We're just it's silly so dumb. people. So dumb. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh Facebook, another company that's dumb most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> or Meta, as you may know them. I hate it. You want to hear the set? It's the worst name ever. So Dylan and I obviously previously worked together, and uh, and one of the rules at uh, at our company at the time was that if you managed a Facebook account, which I managed many, many, many Facebook accounts, um, <laughs> all of them, you had to have two FA. <laughs> Uh, like two-factor authentication on your your thing, right? So after I got laid off, um, I didn't get to keep my phone. That was I had to give it back. And so I, the one thing I didn't do is export my two FA codes, right? And like that's a problem because then you can't log into a bunch of things. And I I got everything working um, except for Facebook, but that was okay because Facebook has a built-in authenticator. And so as long as you have the Facebook app, you can continue to log into Facebook. So 
you know, whatever. And, you know, I go for a year, year and a half. And then a client of mine at my new company screws up an account that I'm tied to. He, he, gets, he gets booted off of Facebook. And because I'm tied into his company, it kicks me off of Facebook too. And so now I can only log into Facebook on one computer on one browser. So the computer I'm talking onto right now in Chrome. And I went to pirate that stupid Hogwarts legacy game the other day, popped onto my VPN. And because my location changed, Facebook's like, who are you? And booted me off of the one (laughs) thing that I could log into. So I lost my like 14 year old Facebook account by pirating Hogwarts legacy. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. (sighs) Anyway, Facebook's dumb. Um... So I guess if you were my Facebook friend previously and you no longer are, you can friend me on my new one. Uh, Meta's Quest 3 is coming. Uh, it'll be out this year. It is apparently going to be twice as powerful as the Meta Quest 2, which is pretty damn good. Like, I mean, you've got one, Dylan. My kid's got one. It's a pretty pretty good system there. So Yeah. I don't have many complaints. Right? Maybe. Yeah. So twice if the, the power. The only thing I ever ask would be like, just make it more comfortable on my head. You will be happy to know that the new one is That's... two times thinner than the old one. So I don't know if it'll be more comfortable. It'll probably be lighter, yeah. which can't hurt. I think that goes hand in hand probably with comfort. Because what for whatever reason, the weight's always going to be pushing Weird. or yeah. pulling on something yeah. that creates some sort of pressure point. Yeah, so um, it's going to be a slightly more expensive than a Quest 2, which probably puts it at like that... I think currently they're four, three and four hundred dollars, I believe. Because um, they bumped the price up. Oh, right. Right? So they, they came down for a while and then went back up. I think yeah. so. I think there's a four hundred dollar yeah. one and a five hundred dollar one. Yeah, I think so. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if what we see is like a five and a six hundred dollar one. But it's still pretty yeah. reasonable, honestly. Um, yeah. Twice as powerful is going to have support mixed reality, so it'll have a front-facing camera that can pass through stuff into the real world. So it'll have kind of that like I don't know if you've ever seen like the Hololens demos where you know things actually happen like on a table. You can play Minecraft in front of you. It'll have some of that kind of stuff. Um, it should be interesting. So I like it, my kids had all of them so far, so I would not be shocked if he gets this as well. Um, I don't know. VR's like I, I want it to be my thing because I find it incredibly cool and interesting. But I wear glasses, and glasses and VR don't go very well together. So, such is life. Uh, the CWA, which is the Communication Workers of America, has filed. That's a uh, the. Uh, labor union that supports the QA teams from Activision has filed an unfair labor practice charge against specifically Activision CEO Bobby Kotick after two QA workers were fired in February. And like, I love this so much because both these guys were the girls. I don't know. These people were filed, were fired for swearing. Um, <laughs> so Activision decided to make some of its employees work from the office for at least three days a week. My guess is, and I mean, like, I can absolutely say this happening. I, I would guess these two QA workers said, I don't know, that seems like bullshit to me. Um, and they were both brought up in, uh, they, they were brought in front of, you know, their, their managers. They set up disciplinary, you know, whatever's, and then were fired. Um. In, in response to their outrage using strong language. 
the CWA says that like, hey, strong language is actually protected by the neighbor, National Rela- Labor Relations Board, um, or at least was until 2020. So, you know, we'll see how this works out. Uh, but that, you know, you, you guys know that you were firing people out of retaliation for union work. Um, we'll see how how well this goes. It, it may work out. It may not. Um, but like, man, if I got fired for swearing, Dylan, I would make up a I would make up a story. <laughs> like, come on. Either that is your story. Oh, like, yeah. no, I, I literally I said a, a, a swears word, and they fired me. Or like, you know, I, I don't know what my story would be, but I would. It better have been. A I good would find one. it. And I would stick to it. <laughs> so anyway, Activision is like super mad. They're like, we just don't like people swearing at work. So whatever. I doubt. <sighs> right? Yeah. Like Bobby Kotick looks like a dude who has absolutely dropped an f bomb in a meeting. Like absolutely looks like he has done that. Like what workplace really does like. I must work in some ano- <laughs> anomalous place then, where yeah, yeah. Uh, language is pretty uh, pretty spicy, flexible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There was only one person that she does not work with Dylan or I any longer. But every time I swore in front of her, she like seemed kind of like <gasps> like like right. I, I I'd said I, I've never heard that word before, Cliff. I'm like. Mm. Pretty sure you have. <laughs> there was also someone. However, I do remember there was one person that worked with us for a short period of time who was a little too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was removed. Um, but I think it was probably different than this it's situation all, all, here. All, I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Um, Dylan, can you can you open a link to uh, the new yep. PlayStation Four? So it. this is it's something. This is the limited edition LeBron James PlayStation Five, and do you want to try describing this monstrosity, Dylan? <laughs> I guess it's kind of like brightly colored graffiti stenciled on a black PlayStation five. It, 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 um, the weird thing is it's not like on the PS five itself. Like there's not actually a lot. Uh, uh-huh. which I think is weird, but the controller is just packed, but the controller is covered in it. It looks to me like, especially from a distance when you can't actually like read what it says, like someone went to like one of those like independent coffee shops where they have the, the, you know, the board outside that you write in the liquid chalk on and just like went to town on a PlayStation five and a PlayStation five controller. It it's, it's fine. And I guess like the, the messages are supposed to be inspirational, I guess. It, it it says both on the controller and the PlayStation, nothing is given, everything is earned. And I don't know, like, I don't know enough about LeBron James to know if that's, like, something he says. Said? Maybe. I don't, I don't really All know. I know is I can't imagine, like, you, these have to just be, these have to just be something you buy and don't use because I've got to think that after like three weeks of serious play, the controller would just have like all that'll just wipe off. Like it'll, it'll look really crappy like six months from now where 
you know, anywhere you rest your hand has worn off the the weird like shot graffiti on your controller. I don't know. It's it's a thing. I guess if you want one, their pre-orders are available now direct through PlayStation if that's your your thing. I love it. Okay, so this was co-designed by by LeBron James. Like how many people does it take to design writing on a controller? <laughs> I don't know. At least two. All right, that's uh, that's news. <laughs> Questions this week. Uh, first one from Extra Life Icon. God, Dylan, I hope you know what he's talking about because I sure don't. I do. Good, thank God. <laughs> With the announcement of Dragon Ball Z. Budokai Tenkaichi 4. Thank God you're here. <laughs> what shows, anime or otherwise, would, like, would you like to see get an arena-style fighter? First of all, Dylan, could you tell me what that game is that you just pronounced for me? And also, what's an arena-style fighter? <laughs> um, I'll do my best to answer That's both all questions. I can ask. Um, so my understanding is there's a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. There's Dragon Ball Z Budokai, and then there's Budokai Tenkaichi, right. I think. Budokai is two-dimensional fighter. Okay. So, classic Street Fighter style sure. fighting game, right? The Tenkaichi line, I believe, is three dimensional, okay. and you can actually like fly around the sure. world and kind of do like pretty realistic Dragon Ball Z combat, where you're like blasting people into the environment a little bit more than like maybe on the two D. Sure. You can like get blasted to a different screen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that might be what he means by arena style is yeah, like a little more three D rather than just in a two dimensional plane. That works. Um, now my answer for this question is Dragon Ball Z <laughs> um, because these games are awesome and uh, a lot of them have been really fun and it's the literally the perfect anime to base a fighting game on because it's that's all it is is meant to be people fighting with insane power levels and stuff like it's just um ever since like the first dragon ball z budokai like these games have been pretty solid i like it i like it i don't know anything about dragon ball z so i i can't i can't speak to that i i literally just came up with an idea though that i want to make happen dylan i want a fighting game based off like the protagonists from wacky 50s and 60s TV shows. Like, when you think about the 50s and 60s, like, there were, you know, like, Dick Van Dyke, mm. that's a fine show. Yeah. But I want, I want like, the Munsters to fight the Adams Family to fight Gilligan's right. Island. Like, all those weird-ass, like you know, like, um, you could have, uh, shoot, what, like, what, get smart. Uh, what's that called? Like, a... Ensemble, like, yeah, they're just weird ensemble shows. cast fighting yeah. game, like, yeah, where there's like six guests, like six people listed yeah. in the credits, yeah. The Beverly Hillbillies, the Beverly Hillbillies could fight, yeah, exactly. Like, all of those, like, it, it could be any sitcom family, honestly, <laughs> absolutely. You could put in there, but right? like, the like, ones in the 50s and 60s um, were so goofy, like, they were so weird, right? Like, that's what I want. The Flintstones, I mean, they're animated, but it's fine, oh, yeah, but that's yeah, fine, yeah, I, that's what I want. I want. I want weird 50s and 60s sitcom fighters. It'd be great. Uh, all right. Maislenut wants to know, what is your favorite TV show or movie based on a video game? Like, she says literally anything. She remembers that there was a Pac-Man show for little kids. I, have you ever seen the Pac-Man show? 
Mm-mm. I haven't either. I, well, man, I say I haven't, but now there's a part of me that thinks I have. Hmm. I think we should limit this for movies, too, because the answer for movies is obviously um, Detective Pikachu, which is... Yeah, I was going to say Pokemon for yeah, either it, movie it's or get, So show. Detective Pikachu, they just announced, is getting a sequel. Like, it's it's. I think mm. it's pretty locked at this point, so yeah, looking good. forward but to that. As far as TV show, it's probably just the Pokemon show. Man, have you ever seen uh, the Zelda TV show? No. I didn't. It's terrible. It's so bad, but I highly, highly recommend you watch it. It's kind of like, like, you remember how there was a Mario cartoon? Let me rephrase. There was a Mario cartoon. It was also not good. But the Zelda one, it was, it's the one that has the, the like super whiny um, Zelda. Like his his catchphrase Mm. was like, like, I don't know, like, well, okay, princess, or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. I only saw it a couple mm. times, but it's bad. Um, and it's bad enough that I will recommend you watch it. So that's that's the one to see. That's pretty it's bad. pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, our deacon wants to know, if you had to pick a game that you actually... Let's see. Let me, let me try this again. If you pick a game that you actually never have to play again like if you could if you could if you could pick a game to just like blink out of existence and like out of your brain what game would it be like mm-hmm. what game do you never want to have to think about but again? i actually like no, it no so because he said if you had to pick a game no, the, oh game type actually, actually like, like to like never to play never again, play again. Yeah. That, that is a rough sentence i read it like four times and i barely got there so, so it, you, you'd be a genre i'll let you just pick a game too dylan there's no rules here game type that you actually like to never play again. Yeah. So what would you never play again? And I'm going to blink this out of existence too, Dylan. You're getting rid of this game for you and everybody else. It's hard, right? That's tough. I'm going to choose Breath of the Wild. And... <laughs> Because I'll stop trying to exactly. play. Exactly. That's the exact yeah, reason. It's like, to... I feel bad because there are a lot of people that loved that game. Loved that game. Mm-hmm. And because there are people that love that game so much and are so vocal about how much they love that game, there's a part of me that constantly thinks, like, maybe I just haven't given enough chances. Like, maybe if I just spent another 30 hours in Breath of the Wild, maybe this time would be the yeah, time maybe now it'll like finally it. click. And you know what, Dylan? I've done that four times. And it's never yeah. happened. And it hasn't yielded any. I want that game to just disappear from existence so I never have to think about it again. I would also say um, the Persona series for the same reason. I've never played them, but people talk about them like they are just the second coming of Christ. And mm-hmm. Persona 5 is 100 hours long, Dylan. I don't have 100 hours to find out if I like a game or not. I can't do that. I think I'd really like those games too, and that's the sucky part, but I can't do that. So... Anyway, Breath of the Wild, blip. I just, I just like Thanos snapped it out of, out of the universe. Uh, another question from our deacon. He says, what kind of pet would you never get? What's a, what's a no-go pet for you, Dylan? I like my pets to have fur, I think. Yeah, I can see that. So I think snakes and stuff are cool, but as far as pets for me, no. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, I, I like lizards and things are cool, but... 
I still don't think I really want them as pets. No, the, I, the, the way to go, Dylan, is move somewhere where they all just live in your backyard. I have so many right. backyard pets. It's great. Like, I I go out, like, three or four <clears throat> times a day now and, like, look at all the lizards in the backyard. I go in the front yard and look at them yeah. every night. Like, right before we go to bed, I go outside and look at all the frogs. Like, those are the right places for those things. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you shouldn't. I don't think I really want a pet that's in a terrarium. No, yeah, like, keep your, keep your pets yeah, in cage. Yeah, I kind of want my pet to wonder and i'm i kind of now outside maybe like growing up we had like rabbits and hutches yeah. and stuff it's fine i would love i would love a rabbit but they don't live long enough like yeah. i would feel like rabbits only yeah. live like three or four years and that's just not long enough i would feel so bad every time yeah. a rabbit died we had guinea pigs and rabbits yeah and those are all good and- Pigs are kind of hairy. They've got a little bit of hair going on. So yeah, yeah. They got hair. I uh, they like it when you scratch it. I you just take a, a wire rake and they love that stuff. Yeah, and scratch the mud on them. Mm. I uh, I love birds. Like I love birds, but I wouldn't want one. Yeah, we had birds when I was really yeah. Little. I mean, both because I think it seems kind of mean to keep like something that flies in a cage. Um, yeah. But also, like, man, some of those birds live forever. Forever. They're so loud. Yeah, like, too. I don't want a pet that I have to, like, will to someone. <laughs> like, that's that's just not cool. So, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I'm with you. I don't think, I don't think I want those of those kind of pets but i love i love birds man i spend so much time looking at birds love them uh princess let's oh sorry prime fan what's the worst game you've ever played dylan what's the worst game you've ever played <sighs> such a it's a hard question it's kind of tough because i think yeah. the thing is is i i i try to weed out games that i'm not gonna right? like well, that, um, and I try not to play them in the first place. And I think, like, um, objectively bad games are few and far between, and I I wouldn't play them. Um, right. Yeah, I'm not generally surprised by, like, oh, this game's mm-hmm. bad. Like, I don't think that's really ever happened. I've been more like, eh, I just, I'm not really having fun, yeah. so I'm going to move yeah, on. Yeah, I, I get bored um, at games way more often than I think they're bad. Um, That one that was by the, the folks that made... Um, Oh shoot! The GTA clone, essentially. Um, Are you thinking of Agents? Yeah, of Agents Mayhem. of Mayhem. Like that yeah. game was, was like, it, it was just kind of boring the, um, and kind of buggy. Yeah, yeah. You know? but it wasn't. I feel like if I, because I literally couldn't progress in that game because mm-hmm. of a bug, and it was pretty frustrating. So I literally couldn't play it. Um, and I don't know if I. I don't really think it was that bad. Yeah. It was just like, eh. It might have ended up being cool later. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. It's like, I've um, played a lot of games that have like bad control schemes or kind of boring yeah. quest design or are poorly written. And sometimes like I've played games that have all of those things. Um, yeah. But it's really hard to like track down like what the, I think the thing is, is like the worst game I've ever played isn't going to stick in my head that long. Like I'm going to go like, Oh, this game is kind of dumb. And you know, yeah. And I think the thing is, I can, I can talk about all sorts of games that I didn't like decisions they made. Like the ending of final fantasy 15, stupid, so dumb. The game was okay. Um, right. You know, like a lot of games have parts that I don't like, but as a whole, I don't play bad games really. Yeah. Um, now, I can think of a specific example of 
um, a board game just to try to answer yeah. this question. Um, now the game itself is not necessarily bad. However, it has potential to be just terrible. Um, the game is betrayal at house on the hill, which really? is actually a very popular game that a lot of people really like. However, the game is so random as you explore the house, you draw tiles randomly and put them on the map as you're exploring and then at some point the haunt happens and one of the players is now the traitor it has a unique objective that they have to try to complete while the other players who are not the traitor try to stop them right that's yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah. purpose of the game if you if you're in familiar however um you think that like this big climactic moment where the the traitor happens right and now okay the game kind of switches and now we're into act two of the game or i guess this could even be yeah i guess it's like a two act yeah yeah because act one set up act two is when the there's a traitor right um this particular example i was the traitor um and I was also like playing this game with people who I hadn't really played before. So I'm like, hey, look at this cool game that I had played before. And I was like, oh, this game's yeah, really yeah. fun. So we were like all excited to play it. Everyone's into it. I'm the traitor. My objective is to like kill a specific player in a specific room. And the player that I was supposed to kill was in the room next to me in the room I had <laughs> to kill him in. And he had already like fallen and like taken a bunch of damage. So I literally walk into the room and stab him and the game's over. It was so lame. (laughs) Um, And that's just a matter of like a game relying so much on chance. Like this is very unlikely that this would happen. But the first game I'm introducing a bunch of people (laughs) to this game is when it happens. And I have not played it since because I won't take that risk again um, to have like they, it was so late. It was so bad. Everyone was just like, what? <laughs> like, we just spent like 45 minutes doing nothing. That's so funny. Um, it was super lame. That's actually so. uh, like games that are, I have a strong dislike for games and it happens more in the board game space actually, uh, but not like board games you play like like uh, other types of board games. I'm a, I'm a big yeah. fan. I, I really dislike games that um, everything is up to chance. Um, that like, right. I just like, let's roll dice and see who has the highest number. Um, like it's very weird. Yeah. I'm always a, I really dislike things that like you can strat. I I dislike a game that you can use strategy to get your best outcome. And then that outcome can be ruined by random chance. Um, games even like, like stupid things like sorry. Like I, or I really dislike um, a game where there is some strategy to it, but your, you can just randomly lose. I mean, frankly, uh, Mario Kart is kind of that way. You can have the best race you've ever raced um, be ahead the entire time and lose at the last second because someone behind you got like the blue shell or whatever, you know? And is that part of the game? Absolutely. But is it fair that like they're pretty much undodgeable and you can be a great racer and still lose to that? I always think that's kind of dumb. So not, not a fan of those kind of random events yeah um yeah it's interesting like you i think you have to have like a really good balance and i think at some point also you need to have like there needs to be enough randomness over the course of the game that it evens itself out right um so if you only roll one die the whole game and it sucks 
you screwed, yeah. right? But if everyone's rolling, like I'm thinking about playing a game like Warhammer, yeah. which I have a lot of experience playing, and there's a lot of dice rolling, yeah. like a lot, a lot. Like if my unit in the specific edition, if I charged in with my unit of orcs, I rolled literally 120 yeah, dice. Yeah. Boom, to see how many hits. And the the nice thing is like you kind of start understanding like probabilities yeah. with dice. So you can kind of like you you start making choices what maximizes my potential. But it's also a war game. So it's like you have all these units and those are your resources. When you lose things, stuff's gonna get weaker. Yeah. Obviously trying to surround the enemy. So it's like the dice act as like this yeah you can have really bad rolls but it it really it it fits within the context of like the simulation of this battle right um but a lot of it's mitigated just by like you're rolling enough dice that they seem pretty even a lot of like a lot of the time so you go in and like i know i'm probably going to kill 10 of them and then when they return back they'll kill this many but it's and then you see, okay, so if I was expected to kill 10 and he is expected to kill 5 and I only killed 8 but he killed 6, it's not like it got crazy yeah. out of, of proportion. But then sometimes there's like these big climactic moments where you get off this really powerful spell or, yeah, your champion just whiffs it in close combat with their champion. And it's like, but that creates story within the context yeah. of the game rather than like the result of sorry being a bad yep. dice roll. And then you just like, yeah. lose, right. It's not, it, it's interesting how both of those. Can yeah. Be so RNG like is something dice, but I can deal with, but like just right. un, like what feels like unfair. Like if I'm strategic the entire way and then, you know, I'm I'm rolling bad or I'm in XCOM and a 90% shot misses like that sucks but I understand right. why that happens and I also understand that on a big enough timeline those things don't matter um, right but I, I hate losing randomly it always feels bad like yeah. there's you never feel good when you lose when you've done everything right and still lose because right. something else happened you know like like I did everything I could and I lost just because I wasn't go- as good as someone else like that's just life but you know, right. doing as best I could and then losing because someone else got luckier than me. Not my jam. Uh, yeah. Princess Megan wants to know, how can we get gamers to rally together and stop enabling scalpers to purchase all the collector's editions of games, concert tickets, etc., and then selling them at double the price? I've tried to pur- purchase both concert tickets and collection- collector's editions of game recently and always lose out to the bots. <sighs> it's only one way. Don't buy yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. So, but someone's going to. So. I, I'm I. The the problem that I have with this question though is, I've stopped going to concerts, not because of scalping, because the base ticket price has yeah, gotten so out outlandish. Hand. It's not. It has. It, I'm not even talking about scalpers. It's like, they. I don't care if you need to tack on fees, just make it in the ticket yeah. price. Stop saying the ticket's $40 and then when I get in, it's yep. 80 because of all these fees. Like, those, these fees don't exist. Where were they before? They're all made yeah. up. It's an illusion. It's part of the ticket price, then work the, it the, in. The problem like, with... I don't care. The problem with tickets these days is really Ticketmaster. Um 
Mm-hmm. And like almost across the board, just Ticketmaster. Like there are other right. Ticketmaster-like companies, but for the most part, it's just Ticketmaster. It's Ticketmaster. Um, yeah. I read a really interesting article um, the other day. They're like, <laughs> "How does a concert sell out in a minute?" And they're like, "Well, the, the actual answer is is that's often not that many tickets. You know, you look at a." You know, you look at a stadium that has, let's say, 10,000 people. It makes the math easy. Um, 50% of those tickets, like before anything happens, are going to other people. They're going to influencers. They're going to people that work at places. They're going to, you know, whatever. And then you stack on, like, the the tickets they give away for, like, giveaways at radio stations. You stack on top of the, you know, ones Mm -hmm. that go to fan clubs. You stick on top of the ones that go to, hey, you've got an American Express. You do that. The yeah, pre-sale. By the time you get down to the actual, honest to God, you know, tickets are on sale. It might only be ten percent of tickets or fifteen percent of tickets. Right. Um, you didn't have a chance of getting them anyway. And so, like, are scalpers part of the problem? Yes. Um, but almost at this point, I think like the secondary market, which sounds like scalpers, but is actually slightly different, is is. Part of the yeah. problem too is it's that anyone can sell any ticket. Like I was, I was going to go to, or at least I thought about going to Dropkick Murphys. Were here, um, and like over the weekend, and I've seen Dropkick a couple times, and I've never paid more than like maybe thirty bucks, thirty five bucks to see him, and it's usually with another band. Um, tickets were sold out for a GA show with you know them at Hard Rock, so a couple hundred people probably. And on the resale market, the ticket prices were double. It was like eighty bucks plus a ticket yeah, fee. It's crazy. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay two hundred bucks for me and my kid to go see Dropkick Murphys. Like, it's it's just insanity. Right. Uh, well, the problem too is that like Ticketmaster has allowed you to resell on mm-hmm. their website. Yep. Right. Which is kind of it's nice if you can't go to a yeah. show, and then you can sell off your tickets to someone who wants them, right? Like, great, that's great. But it allows anyone just to buy the max tickets and then sell them, right? Like, I don't care if someone... I honestly really don't care if someone goes down to the box office, buys four tickets, and then tries to sell them on Craigslist. Because that's... The amount of effort they're putting in is probably worth it, right? Whereas it's too easy to do it online... Mm -hmm. That it creates this issue of like that's why I like um was it I can't remember if it was the Rage Against the Machine tickets or like the tool tickets. Yeah, you I had. couldn't transfer them at Rage all. Rage got canceled, so you you couldn't yeah. transfer them, right? That's how tickets yep. should be. You buy a ticket and it is yours. Yeah. It's your ticket. But Unique at the same ticket time, like the fact that tickets are non-refundable these days is ridiculous. Um, you know, yeah. like sure, if you're Ticketmaster, like I can't make you shouldn't have to take a refund the day of show. But there's no reason you right. shouldn't take a refund two weeks before show. Thirty yeah. days. You know, I mean, yeah, I whatever's yeah. I, mean. I went to see Drive by Truckers in Seattle. Right, bought tickets in like 2019. Um, show got canceled in 2020 because of COVID, got canceled in 2021 because of COVID. I think maybe, or maybe it got moved from 21 to 22, whatever. By the time they rescheduled, I lived here. Um, Right. And so I hit up Axis, which is like Ticketmaster Seattle, 
um, and yeah. said like, hey, I can get my money back, right? They're like, no. I'm like, but I, I physically can't go to this show. They're like, well, you could resell them. I'm like, but it's a GA no, show that's not, that's not sold out. Like, right. like no one's going to want to no, pay face stupid. value for my tickets. Why? Especially if you reschedule a show, you have yeah. to accept refunds in my It opinion. was crazy, though. And the reason, like... Because the terms to our contract is now changed. Right? I said, I'm coming on this day. You've yeah. changed that. So if I want a refund, you The reason, though, that Ticketmaster and, in this case, Access, let, like, want resale markets to exist is so I bought my tickets and let's say I paid $40 for them. I don't remember what I paid. And I paid a $10 ticket fee, right? So I'm out 50 bucks yeah. now. I go to resell it. Even if I sell my tickets for 40, like I paid for them, because no one's going to pay 50 for them. The show was not sold out. Right. And it, like, could I have... Right, they could just buy yeah, it. Could I have waited until the last minute and hoped that someone would buy it? And that the show would sell it and someone would want them and be willing to pay 50? Sure. sure. But I'm not going to. Like, I, I'll take my loss. But it's ridiculous that I had to take a loss. Like, these tickets never entered my hand. There was no convenience to me. Right. So the fact that I paid a $10 right. convenience fee is ridiculous in the first place. But yeah. whatever. So I resell them via their own marketplace. I sell them for 40 They take an $8 cut. Right. From me, and my guess is they also charged the person that bought them from me right. a fee. Absolutely. So at this point, they've taken three fees <laughs> for the show. Right. And the kicker was I couldn't get my money from them until after the show. So I'd sold my tickets. The person had paid for that right. ticket. Not refundable because you can't refund a ticket, but they didn't give yeah. me my money until I, I had to actually physically log in after the show and say, hey, where's my money? Uh, and I, I'd forgotten about it. I, the only reason I found out, like remembered when to do it was because I saw another show being sponsored by Axis and I'm like, hey, those bastards owe me money. Um, you right. know, so I got my 32 bucks back off of my $50 purchase and it was like, I know it's awesome. So, like, there's there's no way to fix it. It's it's there's too many companies making too much money. Um, they don't want to fix it. There's no the only thing that's going to fix it is like I think Ticketmaster is being investigated by the FTC right now, which would be yeah great. Like, I would love 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 to see you know that happen. But you know the reality is is like if you want to sell tickets you have to be in bed with Ticketmaster and so you know Ticketmaster owns the the rights to ticket sales at every major you know yeah. venue in the world all the big yeah all the big venues you know? right like so nothing you can do about it um, you know collectors editions of games that's probably just more a matter of like it's a bummer but it's probably just limited editions you know there's just not that many of them um yeah that stuff can be hard to yeah. get it without, like, I mean, if there's a limited number even without yeah. scalpers. And it's going to be hard. Like, obviously, some people are always going to, there's always going to be people Man, that buy. Scalpers piss me off so much. I don't know. I, I just wish they would, I wish there was a way to make that illegal. Like, I understand that you can't delegalize the resale market, but man, there's no reason you can't say you can't sell it for more than you paid for it for the first five years after it's released, you know? Right, or like, I don't know, maybe, like, you can only buy yeah. one, right? Yeah. 
but obviously they can try to buy one from places, yeah, places or whatever. But again, the more hoops you make them jump through, yeah. though, like, it's just dumb. It just pisses me off. And, and like now, the fact that like bots can buy things on the internet that oh, sucks. sucks. Like kill the bots. Yeah. Like no bots. And you just can't period. do anything like, about it. Like I mean, right? It's it's impossible it pisses me to off stop, that people right? like so, can just go in and subscribe to a bot too. You pay a couple hundred bucks and mm-hmm. you have your own bot. You can run it at your house. I don't know. It's a bummer. Right. <sighs> Sorry Man. we couldn't help you, but I'm glad we got to complain about Ticketmaster for a while. That was fun. Yeah. I uh, I've I there's a bunch of shows I just don't go yeah. to anymore because that's I I know they're still sold sold out, so doesn't matter yeah. that I didn't make my money, Man. but I'm not gonna like I'm just not going to I wanted to, to go. see Bruce Springsteen so bad. I saw Bruce Springsteen in Seattle and it was not a very good show and he came through here and I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'd love to see Bruce Springsteen again. Tickets were like it, they had not only were they you know the resale market was crazy, but they, there was surge pricing on his tickets. So yeah, like they're making all this stuff up. It's like this is all yeah. fake. You know, I, I get yeah, it. Like, you like, got to make your money, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars to see Bruce Springsteen. Frankly, yeah, I paid like three fifty like, the first time for two tickets. And I was like, this is outlandish. So certainly right. not paying two three fifty a ticket plus ticket fees. So yeah. Anyway, cheap free games this week. Epic Games has Call of the Sea. It is a otherworldly tale of mystery and love set in the 1930s South Pacific. It is very, very, very good. I beat it um, a number of years ago when it came out on Game Pass, and by a number of years ago, I mean like I don't know 2021, which I guess is a number. Um, it's really good. I actually really liked it. There are a couple puzzles in it that I thought were stupid. So play it and feel free to dip into a guide if you also feel they're stupid. Uh, Game Pass has a number of games coming out today. A couple of these have already come out, but I'll talk about them anyway. Uh, March 2nd, we saw F21. That's not how this works. We saw F122 come out on EA Play for console and PC. That is uh, That requires you to have Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, March 3rd, Wulang Fallen Dynasty came to console, cloud, and PC. Um, it's kind of a Souls-like. I've heard it is very, very hard. So if that's your thing cool uh today guilty gear strive came out on console and pc uh valheim comes out on march 14th that's a survival game that looks very fun it's out on console i think colby and i are going to try that out uh march 28th mlb the show 23 comes to console march 30th infinite guitars console comes to pc which is no that's going to be ultimate guitars (laughs) ultimate guitars comes to console and pc i don't know what that is but i like guitars dylan you like guitars I'm a fan of both those things. Um, uh, 2BD, uh, 2T, blah, blah, blah. There is a 2, we don't know, Weight of the Woods is coming on console sometime in March. It's TBD, to be determined, I guess, Um, because I misread that 17 times. Everspace 2 comes to PC on April 6th. Uh, Minecraft Legends is coming to console cloud and PC April 18th. Uh, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, which is a game I know nothing about, but man, that title sounds like a game I would enjoy. (laughs) Is that a thing? Can you look at a game and go like, ah, based on that title, that's a game I would enjoy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Comes out April 27th, and Homestead Arcana comes out sometime in April. Last Case of Benedict Fox looks real good, Dylan. (laughs) It looks really good. It's absolutely my jam. Uh, I think that's it for this week. So thank you for coming, hanging out we with us. It. We did it again, Dylan. 322 times in a row. Ish. That's almost once around the sun. Whew. And that really, 
<laughs> that really makes that number seem real big, Dylan. We've almost done a year's yeah. worth of podcasts. So like right, 40 weeks wild. from now, which is, you know, like well into next year, but not too far into next year, you'll be able to listen to a podcast yeah. every day for a full year. That's pretty, That's pretty crazy. crazy. All right, we're Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. I don't know. I go to our social media, but I don't think anyone's updating anything. But there's no reason not to go anyway. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. Maybe someday I'll think that sounds like fun. We'll see. I have a Facebook account again, so maybe if I someone can, else can give me access to the Bite Me Podcast account, <laughs> I can go in and update things. It's so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Discord. You can come hang out with us and chat at BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. Join or donate to our Extra Life team at uh, BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life. Dylan, 